the idea to flip time, put yourself first, meaningful, is not is not selfish after all. It's actually um, the way you're gonna. It's yours to do. You're gonna make the biggest contribution. You're gonna make the biggest impact. You're gonna improve people's lives. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Today, all the way across the pond in Washington, I believe, we've got Karen Briscoe. Uh, welcome to the show, Karen. Well, thank you for having me. I, the idea of adversity to advantage is something that really resonates with me. I'm so excited to, to have you. And we only connected recently. We've never met. So we're excited about this organic. I love these because it could go anywhere. Um, but uh, Karen is a real estate agent. Uh, but she's also got a book coming out in March, which is called Flip Time. I love the concept around this. And really, we want to have sort of an expert conversation around the ideas of balance, busyness, the way, you know, the world that we live in at the moment. Um, so, Karen, just give the, our listeners a bit of context about you. What do you do? What are you passionate about at the moment? Well, so I am a residential real estate agent and at a high level sell about 100 homes a year. So I run a mega team in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro area and achieved a high level success. And by all accounts, if living the life, right, the dream life, I have married for 30 plus years to children who are lodged and living their lives. And, and so the journey that I've been on, I liken it to the heroine's journey. If you're familiar with the hero's journey, the hero's journey is more about conquering. Um, the heroine's journey is, can be a different journey because my journey, um, the first couple of decades was focused on my family and raising children. And then was like, okay, there's got to be something more, and then got back into the business world and entrepreneurship. And once I achieved a high-level success there, I started looking around and go, okay, well, there's got to be something more. And that has put me into where I am now, which is a continuous process, by the way. Uh, the reason why the heroine's journey, the hero's journey is, is circular is because it really, it's not an end. It's a uh, you go through this transformation, and I am at a, a place in my life where I've discovered that I've, I've seen a lot of other people that have similar and, um And I guess I'm feelings. always curious, and I'm, I'm going to get into the book in a minute because I love what you've um, been putting out there. Um, but I'm always curious about the entrepreneurial type person. So, so you obviously had kids, and then you hustled, and then you worked, and then success. And you said, I feel already like a resonance with our like drive and ambition to create or even be a good parent, like all that sort of stuff. Do you think like you had that in you even as a kid? I'm always wondering if people are born or if that's that's sort of made. I would absolutely say I am the entrepreneurial personality type. My father was an entrepreneur, mostly in restaurants, but he had uh, multiple businesses. And I I clearly got that gene from him. Uh, I kind of put it on hold, paused it for the 
the critical child rearing years when my husband's career was demanded a lot of travel and I was the point person. And so there was a lot of built up. Uh, so when I hit back into the, 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 the world of work, world of work, and, and I've almost always been an entrepreneur. I, I'm not a great corporate person uh, <laughs> because I want to. I got ideas and I want to go faster. do them and I'm like, yeah. okay, this is going to take too long. So we got, like, I could have already launched by now. So the, I do find that some of this is this bent up, this pent up um, energy, but I, I am a naturally driven person. And that is, as often happens, my sort of downfall, if you will, because one thing I'm not so good at is is taking the time for self-care and personal and, and development, business development. I was, you know, all, and so that's why it, it I don't want to say I hit a head, but I or hit a wall, but I, I reached a point where I was like, I had achieved what I was going to achieve and looking around and going, why am I keep hitting the ceiling? And what I discovered was, is that I, I was, in order to go to the next level, it really required me going to the next level. Ooh. I needed more personal capacity um, be, yeah. in order to be able to do that. And that's when I set out on more life coaching, executive coaching, just the pursuit of understanding what, yeah. was, what was going on and what was next. So tell me a little bit more about that wall or whatever you describe as that realization moment when you were like, you know, you've, you've been conditioned or in your environment, it's just achieve, 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 pen up energy, whatever the reasons you're successful, you've got this uh, way of driving hard. But what like, what were the clues? What made you notice that something had to give? So one of the clues was the lack of self-care. So driving myself so hard that I wasn't investing in myself personally in terms of physical and and mental and just even rest and relaxation and recreation. Uh, and I, I come out of, like I said, honestly, my father had 24-hour restaurants, so we could just work all day. We could work all day and all night. So it, that work ethic. It's instilled. It, Yes, it was instilled and it it served me well. I mean, that's how I achieved so well at a high level really fast. At the same time, it was starting to become my downfall. And I felt like I was being selfish and that if I would put myself first or things that I wanted to do first, um, that I would, in fact, be, you know, taking away from other people. And a lot of people use the example of the you know, when you go on an airplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask sure, on person. Yeah. And that is an analogy that only goes so far, I find, because that is a survival perspective. That's true. Yeah. So where I look at it is, I look at it as self-care, taking care of myself first, putting my those needs and making them a priority as actually thriving. Because when I thrive... When I'm living my best life, everybody else's lives around me improve. It's like the pebble that's thrown into the pond. It, it creates a ripple effect. So the, the positive impact of, I think about all the jobs I've created. I think about all the people I've helped. I think about all the, you know, the impact uh, that has occurred because of, of what I have been able to create and contribute back. And I think, okay, so really, truly, I am my best investment. Absolutely. This was a huge paradigm shift. 
Well, yeah, it is. And I'm wondering what symptoms were showing up. So, so were, did you just start feeling unhealthy? Were you like, did, was your sleep affected? Were you unhappy? Like, what were the things that showed up for you? I would say all of those. Uh, the other was, so then the other kind of part of this piece was, I felt like, again, there was something more that was mine to do. And yet I never felt like I had time to do it. And this was creating kind of like this um, gnawing on me, if you will. And so I had thinking about writing a book for quite some time. And I have never really considered myself to be creative, but I had been writing a blog that had achieved some ranking and success. And so I felt like I had a voice. I felt like I had a, a, an idea, but there was something stopping me from doing it. And I had met with this uh, life coach and she and I had had coffee and I was telling her about it and, and we talked through it. And so I started her life coaching program and we were on a retreat an entire year later and we were doing this exercise on, we were going to present on what was stopping us from doing what we said we wanted to do. And I just had this epiphany of, well, the only one stopping me was me. And I really believe what was stopping me was this unworthiness belief. Whoa. Okay. So, so it wasn't the time or the business. That's the obvious things that you probably used as the reason, but there's something much more core and, and deep about your sense of worthiness or whether you deserved to do the thing, whatever it might be. Yeah. So unless it was productivity oriented or met family obligations, I felt like I wasn't supposed to invest time in it. And this whole idea, so this whole idea of busyness. So I feel like that has like become the new, you know, competitive arena. Yeah. yeah. It's the (laughs) first thing people say, right? I'm super busy. I mean, it's like, yeah, somebody how they are. Like the first thing they say often is busy. Yeah. Even if their life is good, they feel like it's busy. But then again, what are they being busy about? And this is, this is really an age old problem. 2,500 years ago, Lazu said, time is a created thing. To say I don't have time is like saying I don't want to. Mm. And that's where I realized, okay, so why am I saying to myself, if I don't have time, why am I, why am I stopping myself? I mean, really, truly, uh, time is a human construct. And it's relative. So I kind of went on this this mission or this journey to figure out why. And there's this uh, book by uh, Gay Hendricks called mm-hmm. The Big Leap. Oh, yeah. I don't know I read if you're it. Yeah. Gay. And he talks about this upper limit problem mm-hmm. and how people self-sabotage. Yeah. And I, I discovered that I was doing that. I mean, I was filling up my life, my time, days and minutes with things that really weren't meaningful and that I really didn't care about. And that was crowding out time for doing things and, at work. And can I just ask the question if you knew the what? Because sometimes people don't even know the what the meaningful thing might be. Did you even have space in your brain? Did you, there, was there one thing that you were like, I've always wanted to do that? Or was it just that feeling of something missing? It was uh, the feeling of something missing. And I latched on to writing the book okay. as the, the thing. I'll, I'll say it. That has been a discovery process in itself. So once I had the epiphany that it was me stopping me, 
And then I was like, okay, well, how do I make the time, create the time, whatever? I mean, I have busy in spades, you know? I mean, I, I mean yeah. we're, we're really busy. We sell two houses a week. That's a lot of real estate. Uh, we're in the top 250 of the nation. So this is not like I sit around and eat bonbons. No. Um, so, <laughs> but, but also you have habits. And I, I just want to highlight that you, you have the epiphany. And then yes. like, you don't live happily ever after. It's like, now you've got to do the work or figure out how to uncondition or recondition, you know, how you look at time and busyness. Yes. And that was where the, the flipping time started. Okay. Now I didn't realize it for a couple of years. So I'm like, like saying this didn't like happen overnight. And I just right. had this great epiphany. So, so this was like three and a half years ago when this journey started. Yeah. And so when I, I came back and I talked to my team and I was like, you know what, I'm, you know, I want to write a book and everybody supported me, but how do I make the time? So the, I, st I was introduced to Hal Elrod who wrote the book Miracle Morning and I am not a morning person. So y'all are all going, yeah, that's easy for you to say. It yeah. is not easy for me to say, <laughs> but, but I wanted to be true to myself. And if it was important to me, then that meant something was going to have to change in my my schedule, my habits, my routine. And yeah. so I committed to writing every morning. And that really started the process of changing everything. Um, the other epiphany that, that happened was uh, it, the idea that I, I got out of a book um, by uh, Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. Mm -hmm. And the idea that there are ideas in the universe. Yeah. And if an idea comes to you and you don't act on it, it if ideas, time has come, then it's going to come to someone else. And I, I liken it to, if you are familiar with the electricity wars, when Westinghouse, Tesla, and Edison were all inventing electricity at the same time, mm -hmm. all those ideas were in the universe and they came to those three men. And so I was like, if I don't do this now and somebody else does it, then I'm going to have regret. And that is one thing that really became a motivating factor. So, I'm at so the, the other the fear half of, having of life. Regret. Yeah. yeah okay. I I'm at the other half of life and I'm like, okay, there, I've got so many, you know, left. <laughs> yeah. But if I don't do them, then when am I going to do them? And if somebody else does it first, then I will feel regret. So that created that urgency to start. Did you have any fear going on? Like who's oh going to read it? What's going to, do I even know what I'm doing? Like any of that stuff? Absolutely. I, I, um, that was, and, and, you know, life goes on. In the meantime, the real estate market is tanking because oh. they were new government regulations <laughs> just come out. <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't like everything was going hunky-dory. My husband was uh, asked to do early retirement at his career. So then I became the primary breadwinner. We're not like saying this was like really easy to do. This was making the decision and staying with it. But what I, I found was is that by being in alignment with myself of saying, of doing what I said I wanted to do, empowered me with the energy to, to push through that um, because I feel like what was happening to me before that was I wasn't in alignment with what I said I wanted and by not being true to myself, that's where the unworthiness was 
also coming in was I felt like, okay, I'm not worth it. But when I, I said to myself, yes, I am worth it and I'm going to do it, that is what gave me the, the energy yeah, to power and, and because in theory, you're, you're still busy. You're super busy. In fact, you're busier pretty, than ever. Busier than ever. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But you're busy in a different way. And you this alignment thing. So when you're connected to your purpose or the thing that makes you feel alive or is connected to who you truly are, authenticity, all of that, there, I feel like there's a difference between busyness for the sake of busyness because that's the world that we live in and a purpose-driven life. I mean, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. And, and purpose and passion. Yeah. And what I, um, I, I found is that it rejuvenated me for the other aspects of my life because I was starting to experience burnout. And when that happens, you're not operating at your highest and best self. Yeah. And so that's the other aspect to this is because the even what I was doing for my my daily work, if you will, started to improve. And when people, you know, say to me, well, I, I don't have enough time. And that's where I find that this whole busy idea really is um, become kind of an epidemic, if you will. It's kind of become the excuse and not having enough time because time is really, truly relative. And this is an Einstein theory of relativity because one minute in, you know, doing something you love, right, just feels like time flies by or, tit, or an hour doing something you love feels like time flies by. But one hour in traffic yeah. or in a yeah. meeting, something you hate, right, doesn't it just like seem like eternity? your soul, yeah. And so even small, and this, is, this has been proven for habit formation, people often start too big. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And so then they, yeah. yeah. But also, so. I think people don't audit their time effectively. Um, I did some business coaching recently, and she was like, right, because I was like, ah, do I outsource? Like, where am I at? What do I do? Right. And um, she was like, well, map out how you actually spend your time in chunks through the week. And I actually had to physically think about my previous week and like, oh, how much time do I spend on that? You know, and it was when I did that that I thought, oh, actually, that's a waste of time or I'm spending too much time on something that's not effective for the business or aligned to my goals. And, you know, and I think we get lost on the scrolling and the, and the Netflix <laughs> and the, you, do you know what I mean? Like people you know, lose. I, I think some, some of that is because people, it, because the rest of their life isn't meaningful. It's just like it's so easy to just like get that you know, it, it's, Lord, a, it's a pacifier, if you will. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's an avoidance so, technique sometimes to not face up to maybe the hard work that it will take to do the thing to get you to your dream. Yeah, absolutely. And people, um, myself included, I mean, I, you know, that happens as well. But what I find is, is the more I do the things that are meaningful for me and the more I invest in my self-care, I it's kind of like I don't have the desire for it as much. So your life's so it, full with goodness. Yes, mm-hmm. because life. Yes, because I'm living the full life. I'm living the life I want to live. So I'm not like not not um, needing those in order to fill tip. something up that was missing. Absolutely. Okay. So it, it crowds it out the other way. See, if you think about it, if you put if you put self care and meaningful work. If you flip the time, so that's where the flip time idea came in because Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I know you're familiar 
Yeah. Yes. So um, you need your basic survival needs first before you can move into higher states of consciousness or even thinking about fulfillment or things like that. I said that for the audience's benefit. I know you know this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. So yeah. the idea is you're supposed to work your way up the pyramid. Yes. And only go on to the next level once you've satisfied the yeah. prior, prior level. What happens is, is that very few of us get to the self-actualization step because we run out of time. And so oh. the idea is to flip the time. Yeah. Yeah. Put the self-actualization in first or self-care, meaningful work, meaningful activities, the meaningful things first. Then everything else will not only just fall in place, but will be better because you will then be living at your highest and best self. So I get it. It's so exciting. So tell us more about the, the tips or the tools in the book uh, or that you've practiced yourself that have allowed you to make that transition. Because it sounds nice, right? It's like, great, yes. let's all do meaningful stuff. Let's oh, like yeah. hug and volunteer and, you know, just, uh, I don't know, do pottery. I don't know. Um, but give us a little bit more about like, how do we do those things? What are the tips to actually the transition, I guess? Because now it's like you can see the benefit. You're still earning. You're maybe you're happier. You're more, whatever. Um, but the transition, I'm just always interested in that. What would I call the messy middle? Absolutely. And then, and believe me, there's been a lot of zigzagging right. going on to me. I mean, it's not like a straight line or, and I'll, I will go back to the heroine's journey. Please. So the heroine, you know, goes through, um, it, it, the Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz is the most classic female heroine's journey. And, you know, she met with challenges along the way, right? Winged monkeys and, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the wicked witch of the West and, but she also had friends along the way, right? So she met the, the lion and the uh, tin man and scarecrow. Uh, the scarecrow, and mm -hmm. they gave her gifts. Uh, what she discovered is she had it in her all along, right? And so she always knew how to go back home, which was her true self. So we, you probably have it in you all along, and so I'm going to empower you <laughs> with that. You probably have it in you. You probably know intuitively. You just maybe are crowded out that voices. Uh, with your busyness. So, um, so one of the key things I did was set up the morning routine, which with, you know, there's lots of great um, uh, information on that. I use the Miracle Morning with Hal Elrod. And that is, you can be as short as six minutes. You can be as long as, you know, an hour plus. Uh, the if He follows the acronym of SAVERS. So it so makes it easy to remember. Um, S is silence or meditation. A is affirmations, B is visualization, mm. E is exercise, R is reading, and S is scribing or journaling. And implementing that as part of my daily routine, again, is, is, was one of the key aspects to helping me put myself first. It's very tempting, you know, to wake up in the morning and start that scroll. Mm -hmm. And the, just by investing in myself first that started feeding my my soul and energy and so i would say that's one of the key things um absolutely the friends along the way like dorothy right i mean uh, i've gotten into some masterminds okay. and that it, as well as the because i i see other people and i see where they are on their journey helps me see myself where i am 
Oftentimes it's easier to see when somebody else is doing something that's... That's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> but also you, you want to be around people where you can talk about these ideas because someone yes. who's stuck in the reverse time flip or the normal way of doing things and doesn't want to change. And, you know, sometimes there's a transition in our connection groups, our friendship groups, isn't there, from, from you know, just the real estate, Karen, doing that sort of uh, lifestyle and switching to one that's about personal development, self-care, flipping time, all of those things, right? Um, I don't know. Do you do you resonate with having to shift some of those friendship groups in order to? Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you could, you know, keep your old friends. I'm sure, not saying sure, abandon sure. them. I, I, I have feel like I have passed up. I don't want to say passed up a lot of people. I'm just in a different place on the journey than a lot of people. And I think sometimes they just kind of like go, wow, they don't really understand me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we can still be friends. Of course. You are who you surround yourself with. I do find when I'm around people, they're high energy ideas, you know, figuring it out. They may not have it figured out, but they're figuring it out and they want to share uh, where they are in their journey and their struggles too. I mean, I, this is not a, you know, only talking about the, you know, the, of course, the roses, the, the, the good rainbows stuff, but, and the unicorns. Yeah. No, yeah, but it's yeah. true connection, right? That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. And it's helpful to have people on different places in the journey. Yeah. I have reached a level where they're, I'm farther along than most people. So finding people kind of at that next juncture is, you know, my opportunity. But the reaching out to people has been, you know, even at the very beginning when I said I wanted to write a book, the first thing I did was talk to everybody I knew had written a book. And this one guy in, in written a real estate book. It's one that introduced me to Hal Elrod. And so I see these, you know, connections and they're really incredible. I would never have like predicted that trajectory. If I had like mapped it out, it, it wouldn't have been the trajectory I would have planned. Um, so it's been way more interesting. So surrounding yourself with people and getting in those relationships, I think is a, it's a powerful way because there's been research done on change and the, the, what often happens, I think it's the study is 90%, change or die. It was a doctor who wrote the book about people that, were, that mm -hmm. um, had heart attacks and who changed and who didn't. Oh, so it was literally like health concerns and who's going to change. You're like at, you know, at the end of it. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, you're going to die if you sure. don't change your way you're living. Yeah. 90% bounced back. Only 10% really truly created lifestyle, life changes. And they were the ones that were in relationship with other people that were on the journey with them. Interesting. So, so that's that huge. community, that sense of community. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it is crucial. And I just want to take a little selfish segue. Probably shouldn't call it selfish, though, should I? Just, no, just from it's a business not. perspective. You're giving a benefit here. <laughs> yeah. um, well, no, I want to, just because you've been in business so long and you've been on this, this journey, I'm just curious about the things that you've learned in business in order to... Uh, achieve at the level that you do, but as well, like, how do you do both? How do you, ah. yeah, how do you, what's the, what is balance? What does that even mean? So a lot of people do time blocking that it has, I have not found to be as effective for me. I do what I call activity blocking. Okay. So I determine however many activities on a weekly basis that I want. Um, and I can project out 
in my business, what level activities leads to business. I can project out activity level for like right now I'm training for some triathlons. Are you? I, uh, so this isn't just business. I, I did my first sprint triathlon in uh, last uh, October and I'm going to do, my son wants me to do a half Iron Man with him. So I'm on, I'm on the road to a half Iron We'll see. Uh, but I'm training for it. So it's just like that, right? You pick however many activities you do every week to train for something. So whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish, or I want to accomplish, I pick the activities. And then and then they are um, just like a marathon runner. You know, if I get to the end of the week and it hasn't happened yet, that I got to move, move things, things around, around. And to make them happen. So there is something about discipline. There is something about uh, either visualizing or mapping out the, the life that, that you want. But then I like what you said that you had no idea that it would lead to all the things that it has led to. So there's something about cultivating this openness uh, and this alignment rather than this linear, like my life will now look like this, right? Um, and, and just kind of connecting and seeing what happens. Yeah, that's actually been very exciting because that's how the, the flip time of life came about was that I um, was at my coaching group, a retreat, and they're all like going, so Karen, your next is going to be a TEDx talk. And I'm like, what are you crazy? I, <laughs> that is really hard to do you all. And they're like, well, someone's, you know, stopped you before. And I'm like, okay, but I had uh, just been on a, re- the uh, quantum Lake mastermind and we had all delivered our, uh, TEDx talk and okay. I got voted off the island. And so I was feeling a lot of, okay, this isn't me. Shame. This isn't me. Yeah. I'm not supposed to do this right now. You all, this, you all think this is a great idea. Let's, let's move on, you know, to the next person's project. And so, but it stuck with me because I was like, okay, that I, I'm feeling some resistance here. Sometimes when I feel resistance, that means I need to be exploring it and pushing through because there's something about this. Um, that is, you know, there's I think something might, there. There's something, right. some kind of growth there or something. Yeah. So I got on the, you know, uh, TEDx, signed up for a TEDx open mic in November. So this all started happening in August. And then I found a, a speaking coach um, and we started working together. And okay. it was a very powerful experience. I had a speech impediment as a child. So again, I have lots of limiting beliefs wow. going on here, folks. Yeah. Uh, but I, I powered through, developed my TEDx talk and delivered it. And it was an amazing experience. I was like, okay, that's it. One and done. I'm good. Yeah. And then I got contacted by the Quantum Mastermind to deliver one of the talks at Best Year Ever in December to 500 now, you remember, I was voted off the island for yeah. that group. So the crazy thing is, is if I had missed that opportunity or that message, I wouldn't have been prepared for the December event, which turned out to be amazing because that led to not just a standing ovation, but so many people are like going, oh, my gosh, Karen, you need to write a book on this. Okay, so you now had backup with the little yeah, seed inside like, you. This is a message the world needs to hear that there that the idea to flip time, put yourself first, meaningful, is not is not selfish after all. It's actually um, the way you're gonna 
it's yours to do. You're going to make the biggest contribution. You're going to make the biggest impact. You're going to improve people's lives because you have something to give. And I'm not talking about me literally. I'm talking about you as in your community. Um, this adversity to advantage, it's yours to do. And so that would have been a huge missed opportunity. And but so- it turned out to be this journey I'm on now. Incredible. And I'm, I'm just seeing the, the energy in your voice and, you know, each thing leads to another thing. And it's not taking uh, what somebody says at face value, but just showing up. It's that alignment thing. Just keep showing up. Right. And, and it sounds <laughs> yeah. like you've been having some fun along the way. Oh, my gosh. Life is just <laughs> such an amazing journey. I'm, I'm going to turn 60 this year. So the other exciting thing that I'm, I'm launching is called 80 by 80. And this came out of, I did this sprint triathlon, which I was never an athlete as a child. It was not valued in my family. I'm physically fit, but I've never been what I call an athlete. And so when I finished this this triathlon, I really didn't try. Um, But come to find out, I, I placed the highest in for my age in the novice category. And I was like, huh? And I had several things happen during the, so I, I lost a lot of time that I, um, that I didn't think that this would have been what it would have been the case. So then somebody said to me, well, so are you going to like, are you got the bug now? Are you going to do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be that crazy person that does 80 by 80. And then everybody was like, going, yeah, you probably would be. <laughs> so I was like, you know, the idea of to create, um, movement opportunities in my life, but also to inspire other people, because even if you start later in life, that's the other message I would love to share with your community, because I think sometimes people have this perception, you reach a certain age and I see it all the time. Well, you're like, okay, I'm done, you know, um, watch Netflix. Yeah, like my ex-husband is 47. And he's just like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, I just don't understand. Let let me repeat that he's my ex-husband, but. (laughs) Yeah, I can why. Yeah. Yeah. The the idea, though, if you think about it, I mean, I'm going to be 60. My grandmother lived to her mid-90s. I could easily live to 100. I mean, that means I got 40 more years. I got a lot of things to do. And so this idea of helping people visualize that if they put movement in their life, then the rest of their life is, I mean, more I find that I, incorporate movement into my life, then the better my life has become because I have more energy. And so to inspire people that are maybe not necessarily consider themselves athletes and create, take on this 80 by 80 challenge. That sounds so exciting. Uh, so tell us more about uh, the, the book title and when's it coming out just so we, we know when to find it. So flip time, love life. The idea is you flip time and then you're going to love your life. Um, while you create the, you're going to love the life you have while you create the life of your dreams. And it's a heroine's journey. So it's a story. It's told in a, a um, tale format. So the, the character is Haley. She's a heroine. She goes on this journey and she meets with challenges and opportunities and things happen along the way and, and how she she deals with them. How she and figures it out. There's, there's not enough heroine's journey stories out there. There's a lot of hero's journeys. So I'm hoping it'll resonate more uh, with the, the ladies. Us ladies, um, yeah, who need yeah. The, those role models. And then what yes. was that process like? Like, did you find a publisher quickly? Did you self-publish? Were you just like, oh, I write every morning and now I'm done? 
so I had self-published already two books. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that routine. So that it can happen way faster. That's the other thing I'll say is that the more I do this, the process is faster, easier, and way more fun. Um, mostly because I, I get out of resistance faster. I, I stop stopping myself. Okay. See, really, I was the one that was stopping myself. Yeah. So when I stop stopping myself, it's amazing how fast things happen. Uh, so I, I came back from that event in December and committed to my writing routine. And and so it, it's written. It's at the editor right now. So pro, uh, likely to be available Amazon and website and Facebook and all that um, the middle of March. So And the... Uh, 80 by 80 movement will be launched about the same time as well. So it'll. So what does that? So what does 80 by 80 actually stand for? I'm confused. It sounds exciting. I'm just like people should do it, but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> so the it's movement, which can be milestones and medals. So okay. the idea is to set up things, movement things in your life. So like for example, I hiked Machu Picchu with my son, and I went um, uh, surfing with my daughter in San Sebastian. But also, I'm doing these sprints or like a 5K. It could be whatever movement challenge you want to put in there. So it could be milestones. It could be something, you know, unique that you've done, an accomplishment. Or it could be a medal. So you could, if you want to compete in races or events, um, all kinds of events. It doesn't really matter. It just the idea is then to set up this challenge that you're going to do 80 of them by the time you turn 80. 80 by the time you turn 80. I love that. How far along along are you? There's something about setting. In fact, Research has shown that people who set uh, New Year's resolutions, one of the reasons why they fail is that they're just, they don't have a, um, they, they, they don't have something attached to it, meaning attached to it. And so the idea, like, for example, me training for this half Ironman with my son, I mean, I have a meaning attached to it. I want to be out there taking pictures with him. I've already visualized all this, right? Uh, just like when we got to the top of Machu Picchu, I visualized taking pictures of my son when it got hard. So I have something that I'm working towards and the newness of it. So that's why, you know, the milestone aspect of it, doing something new will create um, this energy, you know, brain connections. It just develops new neural pathways and keeps you youthful, excited, energetic, all that sort of thing. Um, And then I just want to ask you a really straightforward question because I'm just curious. How has your transformation affected your relationship? Well, and that's back to that ripple effect. Yeah. So the people around me, I find um, as a mostly are inspired yeah but they're and energized yeah so they 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 feel feed off my energy now we'll say there's some people are going like okay karen you're moving way too fast for me yeah. and i'm like okay that's fine you can go at whatever pace you want to go i'm gonna go do this um so but i've been intentional about surrounding myself with people that are also you know on Evolving, that journey as well ways. um because it they're, they're more inspiring. So it, it has been, like I said, some relationships have kind of, uh, you know, Fizzled. yeah, they change. But what yeah. about you and your husband? Oh, absolutely. Well, he's always been one of my biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> so I, I have to say, if, in fact, if anything, he probably was saying to me all along, I was capable of doing it. And again, I don't know why I was blocking myself. Um, so I, I recognize that I have been um, you know, 
my own wicked witch. <laughs> the prosecuting attorney, my inner critic, the saboteur, very yeah. strong. And, you know, I, I want to acknowledge the fact that a, it was a benefit in the sense that I became the person I became, really high achieving and driven. And, and so that part of it, and I acknowledge that gift. And that part of it was is a gift. The part where it it was not empowering me and not beating me up, I recognize I needed to change those those voices. Yeah, and I, and I like like Tom Bilyeu says, um, it's always our fault. You know that that idea that it's our responsibility. We're often the ones stopping ourselves, whether it's our thoughts or our actions, whatever it might be. Um, we could talk all day, Karen. Uh, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> we could just. Keep, I just want to like learn more about business and all the rest of it. Uh, but for now, if people want to see, because I know you do the real estate, but you also do speaking, you do, you got all these little programs, you got all this stuff coming out. Uh, do you have a website? Where can people connect with you? So the best way to connect is the number five minute success. Uh, that's my podcast. Also the book series that are real estate business oriented, real estate success in five minutes a day. Um, and then commit to get lead 66 day challenge. So the flip time, love life, and 80 by 80 movement, you should be able to access all that through five minute success. They'll have their own sites as well, but you'll be able to access that. And then Facebook is a great way. The number five minute success um, is how you can reach out to me on that too. Amazing. Well, we will put all of that into the show notes. Karen, thank you so much for your time. I feel energized. I was tired today and I'm just like, oh, I'm glad we did this. Um, well, I've me learned too. So I'm much. glad that. I, like I said, that adversity to advantage. So that's that's the trajectory. That's it. And we can learn. So that, and I guess the thing is we can learn from our adver- adversity. It can actually make us stronger if we continue to keep our mind open to learning, curiosity, and developing ourselves, which is what I really see in you. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And you as well. Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.